AMA 50 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. I'm Gary Duncan. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for a moment on the lighter side. And this afternoon, we welcome back author, scholar, and Reformation leader, Dr. Martin Luther. Uh, good afternoon, Gary. Uh, but, but before we begin, I, I, I do have one item of concern I'd like to discuss with you. Concern? Sure, Luther. What's the problem? Well, as you know, I, 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 appreciate, I appreciate your help in promoting my book, Sermons on the Gospel of John. That's volume 24 of Luther's works. Ask for it by name at any store that carries Concordia Publishing House products. But my problem is our promotion doesn't seem to be working. I, I, I looked at the New York Times bestseller list, and my book isn't in the top 10. In fact, as far as I can tell, it isn't even the top 1,000. Well, Luther, you, you just need to be a little bit patient here. Things like this will take some time. After all, we've only talked about your book for two weeks. I, I understand that, and, and no affront to your little afternoon show. I do understand that this show is literally heard around the world over the Internet, but I'm wondering if I should maybe take my book to another level. Uh, maybe do the talk show circuit. I imagine Letterman is looking for guests uh, for his show. Actually, you know, Letterman retired many years ago. Well, well how about Jay Leno or, or Johnny Carson? Um, I'm sorry, but you've been out of circulation, I guess, for a while, haven't you? No offense to you, Dr. Luther, but talk shows today are looking for more high-profile guests than a 500-year-old Old Testament professor. Now, I know you're famous, but they'll probably be looking for someone whose name has been in the news more recently. Oh, I know. I, I knew it. I knew it. I should have tried out for that American Idol show. At, at least I would have got my name before the public. <laughs> Trust me, Luther, your name will be remembered long after everyone's forgotten about the latest American Idol. But maybe for now you should just stick with uh, continuing your comments on the Gospel of John. I, I suppose you're right, Mr. Duncan, yes. Well, last week you began sharing with us the surprising things God does for people. Uh, and not just for any people, but for those people who, who actually break his one chief commandment. Specifically, the one commandment he has given to us all to love one another. Last week you said the first thing God does for those who break his command is he chooses them. Well, actually, I didn't say that. That's what Jesus says in John 15, verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. And remember, these words were spoken directly to 12 individuals who in one way or the other would all fail to love one another and fail to love Jesus as well. Today you said you would tell us the second surprising thing God does for the people, including, as you just said, people who haven't kept his commandment. Although, remember what I said last week, we're not encouraging uh, people to break God's command. Uh, to do so always brings unpleasant consequences. But the fact remains, God does choose people, even though they're sinners. Yeah, I think you've made that clear, but what is the second thing God does for them? Well, as I also said last week, I, I want to do John 15 backwards. No, no, you don't have to turn around, Gary. Just where you're <laughs> sitting is fine. But, but having read verse 16, now let's go backwards and read verse 15. 
Yeah, I'm glad I don't have to turn around because, you know, with the microphone, Luther, it wouldn't make any sense for me to be talking into the other direction. So It is, it is a problem with radio. Yes, it? it is. So no longer do I call you servant, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from the Father I have made known to you. So the second surprising thing God does is call us his friends. But, but I think we need to make a particular note of what Jesus says that means. According to the text, it means Jesus doesn't keep secrets from us. He makes known to us what he is doing. It's interesting that those who emphasize our choice, as we talked about last week, they take a totally different view of that matter. What do you mean, Luther? Well, the thought of the world is that God has kept himself hidden from us. That's why we have so many different religions. No one really knows what God is like, so it's up to us to make our choice to decide what religion works best for us. Again, religion is about our choice, not, not God's. But I gather from Scripture we just read that's not the case at all. You're absolutely right. Obviously, we don't know everything about the ways of God. I, I mean, how could we? We're, we're just puny human beings bound by time and mortality. But the fact of the matter is, God has given us everything we need to know about his plans for us. In Jesus Christ, he makes perfectly clear his feelings towards us, his actions for us, and his plans for our future. That the world would not recognize this is no surprise but it does puzzle me that some Christians themselves are not aware of this. What do you mean, Luther? Well, well consider church attendance. Now, 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 why do you go to church, Gary? Well, that's kind of a personal question, Luther, but I suppose I go because God tells me to go. And I suspect that's the way many would answer. There was a time when I myself would have answered that way. But don't you see, if you only go to church because God tells you to go— then you're really no more than a slave. I mean, that's what slaves do, isn't it? They, they do what they do because their master tells them. But don't you see, Jesus says we're not slaves, but we're his friends. The church is a gathering of the friends of Jesus. Okay, well, what do you mean by that, Luther? Well, you see, out in the world, we have many questions. As we struggle with the trials of this world, the illness, disobedient children, unemployment, death. We wonder what's going on. Is God angry with me? Is God punishing me? Is God trying to get even with me? And ironically, that's the reason we go to church, to have these questions answered, so God can explain to his friends what he is doing. Take baptism as an example. What about baptism? Many people get baptized or, or have their children baptized because they feel it's something, uh, again, they have to do. But isn't baptism something we have to do? Certainly. It is a necessity. But, but it is so much more than that. According to the Scripture, baptism saves us, washes away our sins, gives us new birth, and, and, and that's just the beginning of the many promises God makes about baptism. So we shouldn't be baptized simply because we have to, but because of the many promises God makes to us in baptism? Oh, oh now you've got it, Gary. In baptism, Jesus is treating us as friends, telling us his plans for us now and in eternity. When you know what God is doing in baptism, how could you delay to have you or your children baptized? And don't you see it's the same way in the Lord's Supper? The Lord's Supper is meant to be a gathering of the friends of Jesus. As friends, he invites us to eat with him. 
And what a glorious meal he offers us, his own body and blood to eat and drink. But better still, in this supper, as our friend, he tells us his plans for us. In his own words, he says, this is my body given and my blood shed for you. I, I think you've got it. By golly, Gary, I think you've got it. But, but we'll have more about that, that topic next week. I, I see what you mean, Luther. Church attendance is not the act of slaves whose master forces them together, but it's the gathering of friends of Jesus. Friends who have gathered to learn what their friend is doing for them. But the fact remains, Luther, our friend Jesus doesn't tell us everything. Even those of us who go to church regularly still have many questions. Why did my loved one die? Why am I struggling with diabetes or cancer or heart disease or whatever people are struggling with? Why is my family divided? Those questions are not really answered. Yeah, you're, you're right. Our friend Jesus hasn't answered all of our questions now, although I'm sure he will in the future. On the other hand, when we listen to the preaching of Jesus' word, he does tell us what we need to know for the time being. He has kept his word and told us what he is doing. And what is he doing with all these trials and hardships? Well, as he clearly says in the book of Hebrews, it is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom the Father does not discipline? I suppose as children... We don't always understand the whys of our Father's discipline. But Jesus tells us whatever our Father in heaven does, he does out of love. Why, why Jesus struggled with his own trials, but he still knew everything the Father required of him was out of love. Love for us, I might add. Exactly. And the other things Jesus reveals to us about our trials are, are also perfectly clear. And what are those things? That in these trials... He will never leave us or forsake us. He, he will make everything work together for our good. He will never give us more than we can bear, but, but provide a way out. You're right, Luther. Jesus has treated us as friends. As the text says, he has made known to us everything the Father has made known to him. And so we gather at church, again, not as God's slaves, but as God's friends, eager to hear more about his plans for us, plans with a hope and a future. But all of this brings us to the third surprising thing Jesus does for us. The thing that, that anchors our status as his friends. The thing that shows the importance of him choosing us. And what is that third thing? Well, you'll just have to wait until next Monday, Gary. Or, if you don't want to wait, you can pick up a copy of Luther's Works, Volume 24, today. Available at CPH. Exactly. <laughs> so, Luther, uh, that's very sly. I, I thought I would tag that for you. Until, I appreciate it. Until next week. I knew you were going to sneak in an ad there. <laughs> until next week, we'll, we'll chat more. Thank you. Thank you. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org.